a swirl and a name of a celebrity is Stevie Nicks, episode number 36. <laughs> Hi everyone once again, it's me, your old pal Kevin, guiding my OTP Sam all the way through Hollywood by care of Los Angeles, California, where all the wrong'uns are living these days, it seems like, am I right? Wrong'uns for days. Hello everyone once again, we're joined here today looking at one of the most famous of all movies involving karates and children and the martial arts today we're going to be looking at seminal childhood sports classic the karate kid and i may be a karate kid but i'm certainly not a karate kid hello sam how are you doing today hello are you having a good time yeah i'm having a good time i would have put money on the intro being diddly dicks it's episode 36 but you surprised <laughs> me so i'm, I'm saving that one for, for 46 mm. you know you gotta have a few in the chamber i'm not sure stevie nicks is dead but if they are it'd be fierce disrespectful of me to put it off till 46 yeah you know yeah, yeah sam are you excited about today's movie are you excited to sweep the leg and delve into a childhood classic that you have inexplicably not seen i think so yeah i think i'm excited what do you know about karate kid so karate kid to me wax on wax off okay wax on wax off all right so you know that no likey no lighty <laughs> so waxing seems to be a karate move sam is is making a lot of he's doing the waxing motion there i'm waxing on and i'm waxing off again yeah i understand okay familiar with that my other exposure to this film is during quite an extended segment in the middle of the music video for movies by alien ant farm and just like the, the movies. movies tony hawks Pro Skater! Yeah, where the lead singer from Alien Ant Farm... And he did, he had the thing, didn't he? He's he had got the, the thing, the line. The, line, the hair the line. Made, He went in and he said, Now, I want the new haircut. What one is that? I want the one that makes my head look like a Mickey. Could you give me that one, please? Yeah. So, thank you. You were at school when David Beckham had a Mohican, weren't you? I was. All, all the kids at school seemed to want that for a, a brief period of time. I think the lad from Alien Ant Farm might have gone in and just got it the wrong way round. Like, he just well, got I a think... line down the middle. You may be once again misconstruing what us in Ireland at the time would have oh, thought yeah. of. The antics! Oh, yeah. Would you look at him, David Beckham, with the hair on him like a fucking Egypt? We just changed the effigies we were burning that week, Sam. That's the only real <laughs> tangible difference it had. The children remained the same, their hair is untouched, but the effigies were much more accurate after that. And honestly, you could put less effort into the face, which is at best vacant and default with David Beckham. Mm. And he could be like, oh, it's your man with the mohawk. With the Rue was the day when he got rid of that very easy to effigize haircut. I think what happened there was, uh, I mean, I know you're an England fan now, but <laughs> I, I forgot that you haven't always been an England lad. I forgot I hadn't always been coming home, you yeah. know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ironically, for me, when I am home, I don't realise that it was coming home. Very strange. I had to leave yeah, yeah. home to know that it was coming home, like, typical. So in this Alien Ant Farm video... You totally strike me as the, the kid like me who would have loved Alien Ant Farm. Yeah, yeah. But that video must have been the most gritted through your teeth. Oh, yeah, all the movies. But just I don't know like what the, the fuck's movies. going on. Yeah. What, what, what do you mean? You literally can't respond to that refrain, like, and just like the movies. That's yeah. not fair. It'd be like if you're coming in, and just like... Marine botany, phytoplankton, <laughs> blooming spring. It wouldn't have made any sense to you, would it? No, I, I didn't get the references, mate. I, I didn't understand. Did you get any of them? 
No, I, I understood some of them. I understood when they did Michael Jackson for the other song. Yes. And they thought, oh, doing songs is hard. Uh, of of their two songs, that, that was my preferred one because I understood the reference. Oh, um, this is, again, what happens when I'm fucking podcasting with a skate cultist here who doesn't know the third seminal Alien Ant Farm song from Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3, which is Wish. Make a wish, make wish. a single dash wish, make a wish from mine. You wishes all the time. Do you wish in every time? And you don't know that one, do you? Because you wouldn't have been a Tony Hawk's pro skater. Is that an Aladdin reference? Is it it an extension of movies? (laughs) I know somebody went to see them live recently, and before they played that song, they literally went, Anybody here play Tony Hawk's pro skater 3? (laughs) Look at wish, look at sick of that wish. Oh, yeah, you know. Did you think an Alien Ant Farm gig is just three songs? Over no, on and over. repeat, like. Yeah. Just like the movies, ironically enough. Like. I know Chesney Hawks just as the one and only, like, over well, and over. That's all he wants. You know, it's yeah. you're paying for is the one and yeah, only. Exactly. So, sorry, in the video that you know, the karate kids. The singer is dressed up in karate gear. Yeah. What's karate gear exactly now? Now, I'm going to embarrass myself here. I feel like the the get the white get up. I, I want to say the word Dan. <laughs> Not in an Alan Partridge way. <laughs> or is Dan an instructor? Sorry, Dan there was is in my head. such hesitation in your face right there yeah. that I thought you were about to laugh because you were going to have to say the word gee, which oh, is... Oh, is it a gee? <laughs> it's a gee. But, like, gee is a, a dirty word that's used in Ireland to right. describe a lady's tuppence, which is, is much it? more... Yeah, it is. Ah. And there's no sad the difference between the two. We've got, you know, in England, a very polite, discreet, uh, almost shameful name in yeah. tuppence. And then gee, which is like, gee. you know, yeah, it's, it's a penetrative word. It gets yeah. behind the ears, like under the skin. Oh, it's a gee. What's a Dan? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, that was going to be my next question to you was. <laughs> it was probably just some bloke I knew who did karate. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's Dan and his Dan. Dan. <laughs> um, by the way, I just want to compliment you on your Sam today. It looks really, really good. It's really like it's slimming on you. It looks good. Thank looks you very good. much. I was going to ask you off the basis of that. So, you know, yeah. a little bit of, of the karate kid, you know, wax on, wax off. Now, did you ever do any of the martial arts as a child? I think I did, but not for very long. Oh, really? I yeah. was really hoping there'd be a story of this. Please tell I, me. Please, 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 please. I honestly, I can't remember much of it. I don't, don't think lie. I did. I, it, this might have been like a couple of weeks, I think. How old? Uh, I feel like six. But I don't know. Okay, right. I don't... I, was it an age where you pissing yourself was a genuine... You know, that was on the risk assessment going into it. That, like, you know, you were young enough to do something that new and scary that you may have wet, wet yourself. Do you think that would have been... Because for me, if I was six, that would have been, yeah, prime pissing time. Like. I'm still in that bracket now, I think, depending <laughs> on how scary the thing is. And how honest we are with the risk assessment. Like. Hon- honestly, for me, I think, like, at any age between, like, three and ten... Or yeah. three and, like, twelve, I've got no fucking idea, like... Like, that's a big range, but I just, I, I have no idea where I was on that scale. You're somewhere in there. I was a small child. My brother in did the it. My brother years. was quite good at it, I think. And I was like, oh, oh really? I'm, I'm going to do it. And I, so, didn't, I didn't like uh, it. Older brother, Dr. Chaplin. Yeah. He was, he, he was a proficient in the martial arts, was he? <laughs> he was a, a trained master of the chop. <laughs> You do the the, the carroty chop there, which, as we all know, is the type of chop that a vegetable would do. Is a carroty, a carroty chop. chop. 
carroty chop. Carroty. There you go. Very yeah. good. I'm sorry, I ordered these lamb chops, but they taste a bit carroty, if I'm honest. Is this one of these new weird vegan bleeding meats? Is that what it is? <laughs> no. But anyway, he. do you know what martial art he did? Uh, I, you know what? I feel like it was karate. It was either karate, karate or judo. Did he have a coloured belt on him? Yeah. That's how we know if he's any good. What colour? Uh... You get different ones at different ceremonies. You do, yeah, and he rises through ranks. So do, what? I remember a yellow one. I think yellow was pretty early. Yeah, yellow's pretty early, as far yeah. as I know. You get the yellow one the first time you piss yourself. Yeah, um, yeah. But after that, they they're they're more staggered. Whereas I yellowed my own belt. <laughs> I didn't need a yellow belt. I had a yellow <laughs> gi. It was fine. Like I think there was a green one. There might have been a blue one. I, you know, what? I've got no clue. I just remember there being a gi. Yeah, and various different color belts. It never got to black from. Okay, Dr. So he's never think. developed any of like the, the Street Fighter moves or anything like that. Like the thousand hand palm strike. Or no. the, uh, he was never doing the electricity, was he? In his. In his room. Not in public. Not in public. No. All right. How about you then? So you think you may have entered into this world. <laughs> you look at you. You're so... Look, we're doing the fucking Karate Kid. You had the chance to veto this movie. You mm. know I was going to ask you if you had any karate experience. If I had any, I'd be sharing it. Yeah. If we do a movie about playing the recorder, I'll share you my all childhood right. experiences. All right? I genuinely don't think I, I could remember what happened. I, I think the issue with me in general is just poor memory. I don't fucking remember anything sounds to me like you get your ass kicked (laughs) (laughs) and i've just repressed it was there like a big thick child who beat the bollocks out of you or something no i I just i think any kind of group activity oh this makes me sound really lonely you really should have learned martial arts a solitary lifestyle yeah I, i didn't i didn't get on with it i preferred you know those Sick wheels on a Bam Majera limited edition skateboard deck is what I preferred doing. So you didn't. It didn't take. You didn't. It didn't take. It didn't take. I didn't get on with it. Would you say you went more than twice? You know what, Kevin? I'm, I'm a. I'm a lover, not a fighter. I think is what I learned from that experience. Do you remember any of your karate moves? I feel. I feel like in the early stages there was a lot of like grabbing. Yeah. Like kind of, and then maybe pulling someone over. That's your. You are a good <laughs> hugger. I'll give you that much. <laughs> Yeah, the reason why I had to stop was I went to karate and I just hugged all of the people there. And they're like, Sam, you've missed the point. You need to stop. And I'm like, That's my karate move. You can't rush a hug, Sam. You have to yeah. build up to it. You do a hug the first time around. You've nothing to build up to the next time. If I get mugged in the street, I'll give them a hug. Then what are they going to do? Yeah, what, what happens when a mugger meets a hugger? We, exactly. we know. It's, it's an awkward situation. Sorry, the, the lad from Alien Amp Farm. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just to clarify, he falls over and an elderly man, think a Japanese gentleman, Mm -hmm. runs out, dives into the screen. This was the premise of the video, that you could just dive into the screen and go into the movies. Just like in the movies. movies. The movie, last action hero. And he clapped and he rubbed his leg a bit, or rubbed over his leg, and his leg was healed. Yeah. That's the extent of my knowledge of the Karate Kid. Well, that's pretty impressive knowledge. You're doing you know, better than most, I would say. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> the most who haven't seen it. For the last, like, I was thinking with Akira and with Big, you didn't know diddly fucking jack squat whatsoever. No. And with the Warriors and, as well. And with the Warriors as well. So this is the first time in, like, four or five episodes. I've known a bit. <laughs> you know a bit. And you know there's a base, you mean, you know that there's, like, an old teacher guy. Yeah. And assumedly a karate kid. That is kind of the plot in many ways. Yeah. The old man can't be the kid. Have you ever heard... (laughs) Have you ever, uh... 
had people on you to be watching this movie or anything like that? Um, or, you know, people say, oh, that's what's currently kid because that's it's a prime nostalgic one. It came out the same year as Terminator, like right. so. It's always it's in that peak nostalgia period for a lot of people. I don't know if I've had any instances of people like specifically saying you should have watched Karate Kid, but I yeah. I've heard lots of like wax on. Wax off. In what context have you heard that? It's a matter of interest. Car washes. You sure they weren't just like, you know, doing when, their job? When me and the other skaters were uh, waxing the rails to do some grinds on. <laughs> you know, that mostly that. No, like, I, I just, it, it's one of those things that get, gets referenced. It does, yes. I want to say something, and it's, it's another, like, testing of my knowledge. Okay. Is one of the characters... Mr. Miyagi. Yes, very good. Right. Very good. good, yeah. Okay, I was nervous there. Why have you known that name? Where does that popped up? I, I have no idea. Like, if I was to say, Oh, Mr. Jones down the road. All right, how Mr. Miyagi he is. What would characteristics could we conclude about Mr. Jones? I think he might be the old teacher man, so he might do a bit of um, uh, leg healing. So the way you're moving your hands there, I thought about that he was going to be doing some light DJing. DJing. Yeah. I'm disc jockeying this Sunday <laughs> at the conference center. DJ Miyagi. <laughs> For records played to completion... In the correct order. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where I've heard it. I don't know where I've heard that, but I have heard that. I've heard wax on, wax off. There's a three-word phrase, which I wonder if I should say to you or whether or not you know it. Chop that wood. No. No. Kick really hard. No. Uh... Sweep the floor. Oh, you're very close. Sweep the leg. Hey, very good. I think you said that at the start. <laughs> Did I? <laughs> yeah. I think you said it's what? time for us to like sweep the leg and look at Karate oh, Kid or something. Yeah. Damn it. Da- this is why I don't shouldn't theme intros. This is why it should be just pre-recorded with the plugs for Audible already done. <laughs> and we wouldn't have any of this nonsense with me accidentally saying yeah. phrases. Before my excellent intro, had you ever heard the phrase sweep the leg? I think in like a wrestling context, maybe? I don't know. Fight sports. Fight sports. Fight well, sports. Fight sports. This Sky Fight One. Fight sports. Okay, I think we have ascertained your knowledge level about this movie. And I think it's now to ascertain our male level by dipping our toes into the mailbag. Should be a big right. gong at the end of it because it's kind of mystic. All right, so had some questions here. All right, we had we had a few into cinemaswirl at gmail dot com. That's cinemaswirl at gmail dot com. What I'm going to do today is I'm going to uh, sweep the leg a bit and and throw you a bit of a curveball. Sam, sorry, you're not qualified to use that phrase. Right. That's poisonous. What you're doing right now. Okay, let me try again. I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to wax on a bit and uh, throw you a bit of a, a curveball here. And and take all of today's questions from facebook.com forward slash cinemaswell. Well, that's interesting because I've just plugged a Gmail now. And if Google are going to sponsor us, Sam, and then we're, <laughs> you can't dangle the wall in front of Google like that. You can't right. just expect them to pay the taxes, Sam. Now, come on. Now, cinemaswell at gmail.com, that's cinemaswell at gmail.com, has, has been the bulk of our question content for nigh on 36 episodes, right? Yeah, yeah. And I thought, give the star of the show to Facebook today to encourage people to go on our Facebook page, give it a like. We're, ne- <laughs> we're nearly at a hot 2,000. I love that at this point in 2018 that, like, collectively people are feeling just a little bit sorry for Facebook. Ah, no, no one's just going on it anymore. Facebook a little turn in the 
the sun. You know, this is the intervention that Tom needed and never got. So, there. Mark apologised, I think. <laughs> I think he it, did. It was made very clear in front of Congress that he had re- great regret for some of the perceived impacts of his actions. Yeah. Absolutely. He, he was upset that he got in trouble. So, everyone deserves a second chance. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now you're just ensuring that we're not going to get deleted because of our radical film views. Now, now, Kevin, the good thing about Facebook, facebook.com forward slash cinema swell, is that these comments are public and people can interact with them. People can give them a like, a thumbs up on the Facebook. Oh, does that mean like someone can like answer some of them for us so we can kind of get a bit of the no. legwork done already? <laughs> no. But they can say, oh, I like that one. That's a good question. <laughs> so the, the top rated question, the one with the most likes, this comes from okay. Robert Fairhurst. Which is Bulbasaur, Charmander, or Squirtle? I think we may have potentially addressed this before. I addressed my views. Oh, I don't think I've ever addressed mine. Um, Straight up Bulbasaur. All right. You know, he was green. Mm -hmm. He also seemed to be, and this was very important for me when I was 10, none of my mates were using him. So I figured that meant that, yeah, all right, that that would be a solid choice. I did regret getting Bulbasaur in the first case. I did regret having Bulbasaur at the start, Mm. thinking I did have the bit of the loser, because he was ugly and he was fucking, he wasn't cute or anything like that. Bulbasaur is minging, like he's got a face like a fucking smacked arse. He has. But I only then realised when I was like, oh, look at me, I'm fucking on the SSN. And then a bunch of my mates like, we're still trying to beat Misty and Brock because we're fucking jabron. Mm. So I got on Easy Street with Bulbasaur. I picked the ugly Dark Horse and it paid off because Solar Beam is the best goddamn move in Grass Town. Uh, and I went for Squirtle because he's cute and he's a cute little boy. Yeah, with his sunglasses. Yeah, yeah. go on. He's, he's, oh, come on. He's the skater's choice. Um, <laughs> this is... <laughs> Heaven is a half shell after all. Uh. <laughs> this next question comes in from Chris Lynch, who asks, what do you prefer, a whole cinema to yourself or a packed house? Depends on the movie. Well, how so? Okay, if, for instance, it's the new Star Wars mm. or the new The Marvel movie, or if it's going to be, I don't know, something that's like everyone's talking about, like an opening event. weekend, an event piece of cinema, mm. and I do believe event cinema still exists. Mm. I just think that it's much rare to come by. But I will be lying to you if I said that, you know, I didn't prefer to see Star Wars on a packed house on like an opening night with a bunch of nerds in costume to, you know, do all that shit and like, I, I like that every other time empty cinema yeah. every single time I saw Quiet Place in the cinema not that long ago me and Joe went to see it 10 in the morning and there was no one else there That's it was great. so good because the whole movie is based around silence I've and seen it I'd, oh yeah so you know an empty cinema for that's a, a treat and I was in a packed house and it was fucking awful because people oh, really? were like rustling uh, Russell was there he was <laughs> rustling <laughs> People were moving around <laughs> making noises and shit, and it was th- the worst film for that. The worst. You know what you could do for that, Sam? I tell you what, you get him. You could do a little parody song, and it would be Every Day I'm Rustling. I, I could. I'll pop it on YouTube in 2009, yeah. and I'll get some. Boom! <laughs> some, exactly. Some big views. Fucking mad hits. And then, yeah. In, in fact, during that film, during A Quiet Place, I'd, with uh, some of my work colleagues, had snuck in some wine. Oh. And at one point during the film, I swallowed some wine and it went down the wrong hole. Uh. And I needed to fucking cough like nobody's business. Like, my, my life depended on it. I, it was in pain. But I was like, I can't cough because it's 
it was like a pivotal scene and it was deadly quiet. You know what it is? I bet somewhere there's someone now eating a really loud bag of Crisco and then this lad started coughing and it was unbelievable. I had to wait until I could... I mean, there is some sound in the film. <laughs> I had to wait until that. Um, but if I'd have been on my own in the cinema, I wouldn't have had that issue. I would have been able to just, you know... I could have just shouted if I Although, wanted to. Although, issue of being in the cinema on your own yeah. for a movie like that is that then you think if you make noise, a monster might come and get you. Because That's it's very, true. it's very scary to be in a big cinema like that. But yeah, usually speaking, if I know that the cinema is going to be empty, I'll be happy. But, you know, if uh, I went to the cinema for event cinema and it was empty, I'd just be concerned that Disney weren't doing as well as we all hoped. Yeah. Go on, Disney, you can do it. Hey! Hey. First trillion dollar media company, Disney. Oi, oi, Disney. Disney. Hey. Yeah. So th- this question comes in kind of via a couple of people. So it's Nick DeGarris and Matthew Collins who have sort of asked the same thing here. Okay. It's about cinema gimmicks. So it, what do you think is the next big cinema invention? So things like 3D has come and gone a bit. It's still going. Apparently there's moving seats at the Odeon now. Moving um, seats? Moving so seats. Stupid. Um, do you like smell of vision scratch and sniff like any short-lived gimmicks like what do you what are your thoughts on gimmick cinema i think that gimmick cinema is usually really really shit because most cinemas that have a gimmick have fundamental flaws like they're not clean or Mm. you know what i want the next gimmick to be in cinema sam and i swear to fucking god i want the next gimmick in cinema to be toilets that don't smell of piss Right. Like that's, that's, if I can have that, the future of cinema is golden. That's a fucking, that's blue sky thinking right there. Crystal clear for a thousand years. Yeah? This is why we clean the toilets. Is there and anything the f- in recent times that you've wanted to see in 3D? No, I no, hate it. But nothing. you know what? We're both spectacle wearers. Yeah. And we have to accept it's for the able-eyed and it's not for us. So, you know. Well, apparently they've got those clip-on things nowadays in some cinemas. Because I used to get people coming into my cinema saying, have you got the special clip-on ones? I was like, no. It's like, well, blah, blah, blah has it. And I'm like, well, we fucking don't. Just put them get, over your face like I do. Yeah, get ready to be uncomfortable and sweaty in the eyes and nose yeah, for the next two and a half good. hours. But there's not really been anything where it's essential viewing. It's just, a, it's just an annoyance. It just takes up screens that could otherwise be occupied by 2D movies that aren't as bloody expensive. I have never seen a 3D movie that has made me kind of go, wow, okay. Okay, this is pretty, pretty something, you know? It's, yeah. It always pisses me off. And I hope the next gimmick is that that goes away as well. A lot of my gimmicks are anti-gimmicks, I think, that I want. Is there anything you can think of in film-watching terms... Anything that could be added to it in a sort of gimmick style that would improve the viewing experience in any way, even slightly, that you can possibly imagine. All right, I tell you a gimmick that's come around that I love. Yeah. Which is there's certain brands of cinema over here that have just decided, hey, you know the way ticket prices are crazy? Well, let's knock them down by two thirds, and all tickets <laughs> all cost normal prices now. Like well, that's good. You know, it should cost to go to the cinema. Yeah. That's good. Reasonable pricing. I don't want anything fancy until basic no. stuff is done well. I I'm not being a fucking prude. Or a snob here. I want basic sanitation in my cinemas. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if I can have basic sanitation and good prices and not extortionish food prices and things yeah. like that, yeah, then maybe come for your chairs. That would be the yeah. game. baby steps, you know? But I don't want to jostle around in my seat. I don't yeah. want no 3D. I don't want no audience interaction movie thing because I don't want to, you know, have to listen to a bunch of idiots' ideas of where the person should go in the horror movie. Mm. So I don't know. But that's the thing. If it's a truly great unique gimmick i shouldn't know what it is it should be invented by some genius expert who knows what the next thing is in cinema 
clean the fucking toilets. I think that's pretty conclusive. That's what we've got. Clean toilets, please, is the next gimmick. Uh, One last question here from Stu Robinson. Uh, I think this is apt for both of us. How are you stewing? Am I right? (laughs) What's the best way to deal with long legs in a cinema? Personally, I go for the legs between two seats in front, providing no one is sat there. But I've tried several other techniques. He doesn't specify the techniques. And he goes on to say, I should add the legs of my own. (laughs) Um, Not some discarded severed legs. That would be more difficult to deal with. Have you ever had uh, leg room issues in the cinema? Well, I'm I'm a tall boy. So, you know, if, uh, if anyone would have, leg room issues it would be would those be of, yeah I mean you're a tall boy as well I'm sure True. you've had to deal with it I mean all I can say about don't save your legs to spite your back you know that's right. the real issue I found what all like there's many years where I used to have like, get loads of back problems and stuff if I would go to the cinema because mm. I would find I would slouch and I would do things to stretch my legs out and think okay my legs are nice and stretched out then so therefore I can just slack down and then all of a sudden I got lower back pain so try and stay upright mm. try move the legs I will cross my leg and then I'll like alternate my leg crossings but honestly the best thing to do is just to try and be as flexible as possible I have literally I've stretched before I've went to the cinema sometimes and usually when I go to the cinema now I go after a long walk so I'm okay. limbered up so I can yeah, go a bit yeah. you know a little bit more maneuverability on the old legs you know how about you so I've been spoiled in that the my local cinema has these big fancy seats and loads of leg room in every single screen well isn't it well for some yeah but if I go to any <laughs> other cinema my little technique which is probably very obvious is sometimes there's if there's stairs in the middle stairs in the middle the mm. back row go in the middle where the stairs are oh i see and then you've got unlimited leg room pretty much but it also makes it seem like you've got like you're sitting on the top of this giant throne and if anyone comes in in the middle of the movie just make sure no one's filming it you will expect them to genuflect in front of you or praise you that's another positive of my technique yes i do want to be considered to be the film king (laughs) (laughs) well that's kind of what the whole point of this is is that you know this podcast is here to enact the inevitable timeline where sam becomes film king and sits his rightful place at the back of the cinema in the seat just where the stairs end. That's where I want to be. So thank you for all your questions over at facebook.com forward slash cinema swirl. That is facebook.com forward slash cinema swirl where you can also find lots of nice pictures and posts and videos as well there and links to animations and our t-shirts are all there as well yeah go and get some all right and there's other like-minded fans on there if you want to do some comments people might have a little chat with you it's nice if you're ever thinking like oh i want to get my friends to know about cinema swirl and i want to tell them about it Mm. why not send them a link to our facebook page where you can now leave a review yes we've got nice reviews on there so you can rate us out of 10 which is good that's tops that is it's wizard sam are you excited to watch the karate kid do you think you're going to enjoy this movie it's like it's a childhood classic it's considered to be one of the greatest sports movies of all time and also the movie that popularized karate and started martial arts mania as it was officially known or mam for short in the late 80s and 90s in america and the uk so are you excited i think so yeah yeah i mean i'm i'm very curious i don't really know what happens i can't imagine what the plot might be it's interesting that you've got a lot of like 
snippets of pop culture that have been obviously used liberally. But no real through line of what a possible plot here could be. And like, have you heard people talk about this being like a good movie or like a cheesy movie or I, do you know what it's meant to be? Like is it meant to be funny or is it action or is it drama or... I think it's a fondly remembered family movie is the feeling I get. Mm, Everyone can enjoy The Karate Kid. I, this is interesting for me because like, I've literally not seen this since I was a Kevin kid which right. you know I was well young when I saw this last yeah. and I I liked it as a kid I liked it a lot okay but I never came back to it as an adult it never right. really like meh you know I always thought it was a little bit light and a little bit sappy maybe I don't yeah. know but I think as an adult I may have a newfound appreciation for this I really don't know I'm, like I haven't seen this since I was like probably nine or ten I think well this is an interesting one then because last few things most of the films we've done have been ones that you enjoyed when you first saw it and then came back to it quite a few times but this isn't like your favorite movie or anything you don't especially love this you just no i'm not hating it i want to say i'm gonna rush to defend it or anything like that or i will be very upset if you don't like it all right i not this is the first time in a while though where i'm not sure if i think like i if you'll like it or not i mean i hazard to think that you will enjoy it yeah but mm, I, I'm honestly I don't know whether I'll enjoy it or not so that's kind of I kind of care a little bit more about what I think <laughs> <laughs> just like okay. a little just a little bit like just kind of I mean truthfully inside I, I'm more curious to know if I enjoy this <laughs> right <laughs> Well, we're all going to learn something about ourselves <laughs> but, in this episode. Like, I'm talking like very close second. I want to know what you think of it as well. Yeah, yeah. And whether or not we agree on that. You know, I'm just yeah, being yeah. truthful. I'm not going to lie. You yeah, know, you, come you on. You shoot from the hip. You know, you just like uh, I care more about what I'm going to have for tea tonight than what you're going to have for tea tonight. But I'm interested to know. You know, what, what are you going to have for your tea tonight? Uh, well, I've, I've got to cook it and eat it while watching this film. <laughs> so, yeah. So what, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I mean, it's probably going to be a frozen pizza. Pizza, isn't it? Let's you be reckon? honest with ourselves here. Let's not All be right. around the pizza bush. I'm going to eat a, a lot of asparagus. So yeah. if there's any weird piss smells in the second half. <laughs> You'll know where it's been coming from, all right? Anyway, right, let's go do a cinema swirl. kids there we are now we've just done it we can see a little bit better in the dark it was orange it was good for us sam initial gut reaction to the childhood classic of karate kids you know that was, that was good that wasn't it yeah. I, I had a good time watching that i had a fun time you know what the only thing i'd say felt weird was watching it when we did we record on thursdays hmm. and i felt that was a Sunday afternoon movie, oh, really. very much so. Very much so, yeah. Cup of tea and a nice bit of parking. There now. Yeah? Do you know what that is? Uh, it's when you, you want to stop your car and leave it somewhere. <laughs> you should know by now that everything in England is also a cake, Sam. Every verb, every town, right. every place. A parking, it's a traditional English cake that's like a Jamaica ginger cake 
but worse. Right. There you go. Just, that's a little bit of handy knowledge for you there. Would have been a very fitting cake for this, though. You know, it just yeah, felt yeah. like a Sunday afternoon type of a vibe. I feel I don't think I was able to watch this properly because I wasn't digesting a roast dinner, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's it's an afternoon movie. Do you feel, like, warm and fuzzy? Do you feel entertained? What's the kind of main feelings we're getting from this? Yeah, I just feel, like, happy. I mean, not... Spoiler alert, it all works out okay, and it's good, and it's justice, and I feel happy. Spoiler alert... It's a nice movie. It's nice, yeah. Isn't it? Back in the day, in the 80s, before we were born, when it was proper, when there was a beginning, a middle, and an end, and resolution, and a conflict that was resolved, and now they wouldn't even have a tournament. It should be an app or something like that. <laughs> now, you know that. Like, there the is tournament no... would be all CG, wouldn't it? Exactly. There are no karate tournaments anymore. No. They're only apps. There used to be a really cracking tournament that they do in Manchester, but that's actually Boomerang now is what that is. Uh, right. The, the GIF-making app for Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's just the, the savage onslaught of time as previously mentioned. So, we open in Newark, New Jersey, which has got the coolest moniker of all the cities in America. Do you know what it's known as? The place where the Sopranos is set. Well, it's now officially known as that. It says that, like, underneath, yeah, yeah. like, you know. Make sure you go on one of the tours where there is a disgruntled cast member of the Sopranos who reckons they should be doing something better. Go on that. That's the new tagline. But it used to be Newark, Brick City. <laughs> That's a good name. They call it Newark, what? The Brick City. They call it that because of the Brick Silly. It's fucking made of brick, yeah? The yeah. real proper, <laughs> proper British city. British bricks, mate. Proper British American Midwest city. <laughs> We, we brought him in from Newark. There is actually, that was it. I remember when I first moved to the UK. Yeah. I was traveling from Glasgow to Lincoln to move mm. to there. I was going via Newark and I just watched a documentary about Newark and I just literally thought, oh, well, there's no way this isn't going to be a great city. <laughs> like, there's no way this is going to be like the saddest train station in the known universe. Well, and hold on. Is- were you coming via Newark or Newark Northgate? Oh, That's Newark. That's my question. Oh, there you go. Yeah, Newark Northgate is fit for a king. And. Mm to Queen and their family of kinglings and queenlings yeah to be honest they've closed the Costa Northgate now so there you go bloody hell yeah the one I got the runs from the very one well now what goes around is all around they should put a blue plaque outside there (laughs) 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 on on this spot (laughs) and then they could do one in the toilet where on that spot there was a follow on you could do like the walking tour of Newark Northgate be nice so like everyone in Newark they're actually secretly planning to move out to California to the actual western coast as opposed to mm. the eastern coast and we get introduced to Danny a mopey little boy who I like to think is just a regular teen boy like you or me except he's got the, the mind and the voice of a 45 year old man <laughs> from Newark trapped inside <laughs> hey ma we gotta go move to alright ma we gotta move to California whatever you say ma but I don't know things are pretty sweet out here in Newark we can't get the gabagool out there in, in, in hey. California why would we move in there anyway in the first place what I want to say about this bit the fact he's moving to california yeah. he's from new jersey mm. you know what i'd be a bit i don't want to cast any aspersions i'd be a bit happier to be moving to california i don't know he's really grumpy about this whole sitch tell, tell me why tell me why why is it so great i mean i've watched the simpsons i've watched futurama new jersey is shit mate that's what i've heard from telly that's because of the hollywood elites 
raining down their noses at the brick city and the economic powerhouse that has risen from the ashes of organized crime Mm. and disarray to become one of the modern leading bright forces in the eastern seaboard so i think that actually if you think that going to california (laughs) where it's listen to me i'm pointing right down the screen (laughs) to you i'm coming in like the page master Record wildfires last right. year, largest wildfire on record. And do you know when the biggest one before that was? It was the year before, and right. it was eighty percent bigger. So you can go to your fire town. Yeah. I'll go to the brick sea because bricks don't burn, mate. New York, New Jersey, bricks don't burn. All right, <laughs> California is made of dry shrubbery and you know and, and light card. It's gonna go up in a flash, like yeah. So what do you think of Danny when you first meet him? Cool kids? Do you uh, relate to him? Like, oh man, we're busting my balls over. Yeah. In general, I will say about this kid is that he's just a good kid, isn't he? He's a good kid actor as well, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Like, fabulous job. Early in this film, I was a bit like, there's so much weird, slightly unnatural dialogue going on here. Like, there's a bit where he moves into this apartment complex. He kicks the door down. He knocks some guy over. And the guy's like, hey, what's happening? What's going on? Do you want to be friends? We're friends now. There's a beach party down the road. Let's go to the beach party. Hey, what are you doing? You must be the guys moving into apartment number 20. Hey, what's happening? He's made a friendship. He's been invited to a party. That's never happened happened to me in 27 years he managed to nail that within two and a half minutes well i guess it's true what they say life moves a little slower here in nottingham <laughs> and that's the way we like it two minutes 20 years is fine thanks yeah you know what sam you just got to start kicking down doors and hoping for the best you know don't be afraid to kick a few doors down to get invited to a sweet beach party you know i mean the only beach party i got invited to ever there was a door on a bonfire that someone had obviously kicked in and then put on the fire so Mm. you know there is evidence to prove that will get you there and there are many beaches in nottingham well in the square in the summertime they they put together like a little beach themed thing with some sand in it Sun, sand, pedestrianized areas, you know, all the... sand, emoji pillows, you know, everything you could possibly want from the beach. Sun, sand, emoji pillows, some of the stalls that have been just left there because it's easier just to leave them there for the Christmas market. It's literally the same stalls. It is. It'll be only two months and they might as well leave them there as semi-permanent structures at this point. And that's what the beach is all about, really, you know? Yeah. His ma is very nice. She's a nice Mm ma'am and she's very kind and Mm. she's very considerate. He's like, oh, I got invited to a beach party. But ma, I know you're busting my balls over here. Oh, get off my case. You want me to unpack these bags? And she's like, I don't remember saying that. You go kick down the door of life and enjoy your beach party. <laughs> but again, this is more good kid action coming in here. He's like, but no, I need to help you unpack. He's he's looking after his mum. You know, what's what? Good lad. Single mom, one kid. That right there is a solid tag team, you know? Yeah, they, yeah. they they got to trust each other. they got to be able to read out minds. Mm. The faucet is broke, and it's becoming apparent that this is not the dream situation or the dream house if we've been led to believe by the illustrious tales of heading out California way. There's mm. broken tap. Uh, it's smelly. It looks uh, gross. The pool's shit, innit? Pool's shit. You kick down doors. You get invited to freak parties <laughs> by some fucking loser. You know, there's an old woman who's just sitting there 
probably smelling a piss. Yeah. And the faucet's broken as well. And you have to get a fix-it guy to fix it. What the fuck, man? Yeah. So he goes to meet Mr. Fix-It, who is more rightly known as Mr. Miyagi, a.k.a. M-Squared, the main character, really, in many... And many people, like, the Karate Kid is, like, four or five movies. Miyagi mm. is the... He is the Karate Kid franchise. I think the kid is interchangeable. Miyagi's okay. where it's at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you I think? Like yeah? Yeah. He's trying to catch flies with chopsticks. I mean, that's pretty badass. Yeah. Where would you rank him on all the kind of spiritual mentors we've had in Sinner's mm. World? And there's been a few. Obviously, Yoda. There was the old cowboy in The Big Lebowski. Yeah. There's that nice cat in Alien. You know, there's a lot of very, of you know, mentor-like figures. Where yeah. does Mr. Miyagi line up in there? And do you think that he could mentor you effectively in your Sam life? Probably just below the cat from Alien, but mm. that's to say he's in second place. Like, he's he's a great mentor. Mm. He's efficient. He's firm but fair, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And he's not as cryptic as Yoda. He's not laughing at you, you know? None of this, like, fucking speaking in riddles bullshit. Plain matter of fact. <laughs> How would Yoda say wax on, wax off? It would, would his grammar thing affect that? It would be on wax off wax, wouldn't it? Maybe. <laughs> it, would, it would be a difficult one to do. Off? Off wax, you will? He ain't got a fucking car, mate, you know? He ain't got shit to no, wax. Yeah, You know? The only thing he can wax is that wasabi pea head of his. <laughs> So Mr. Miyagi is the fix-it man, and he says, hey, can you fix it? And he's like, yeah, I'll fix it. When? After. After what? After, after. 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 And that is how you get a one-star Yelp review. <laughs> this handyman gave a very vague time, and when asked to clarify, doubled down on the vagueness, making it a very difficult <laughs> procedure altogether. So we cut to the beach party now. Um, and the thing I, I love about this film is that every scene has very appropriate music, but there's yes. lots of music cuts. They swap songs left, right, and center. Like the, the beach party scene is like, hey, we're at a beach now. It's kind of like the beach. Boys, we're out of beach having so really good like beach, beach time. Boys. The beach boy time. Summer sun, sun beep beep. Summer, summer sun, gonna fly into the sun. I wanna live in the sun and set on fire. Summer beach sun, sun fire sun. So Dan's there. He's kicking a ball about. He's playing footy. He's playing footy with the lads. Have you ever been to a beach party? I genuinely haven't ever. No, they're not. They're they're all right. They're not but... really common over here. I don't think. Or may, really, I'm probably not been invited. You don't. You reckon this secret beach? Beach parties going down the square in Nottingham. If there's a party in fucking Skeggy, mate, I'm all right. You know what? I'll leave it. What? Not- Are you fucking mad? There ain't no party like a Skegness party because a Skegness party happens in Lincolnshire. Not on the actual beach, though, is it? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, I've partied at a beach. Well, mm. I think I've only ever been to one formal beach, beach party, party, which I mean, when I arrived, there was loads of people there, and there was a fire, and there was music, and everyone had sand in their pants. It's like, right. okay, this is a beach party. This is not, don't mistake me now, there's been a lot of beachside drinking, or a lot of mm. beachside sitting around at nighttime and whatnot. But in terms of, the, like, they could have played a Beach Boy song, it would have been appropriate, you know? So all the bad boys show up to ruin everything. They're a bad boy bike gang. So, just as we had the I've gotta go party party on the beach we've now got we're in a bike gang we're kicking ass in a bike gang we got bikes with a cobra kai and as a matter of fact our mentor is a little bit whacked Johnny is a leader has got a red <laughs> cone and a dirt bike got a repeat senior year Blue time 
Cobra Kai. Oh, also, I think it's important to mention that Dan's met a nice posh girl. Oh, Ali. Yeah. He's showing off with his keepy uppies. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much karate, isn't it? Like, And then fucking Logan Paul from the bike gang isn't happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> so he pops over to kick off. Yeah, he's here desperate to prove that he was not being offensive. But he went, hey guys, there's a dead body over here. Yeah. <laughs> that's why Ali broke up with him. I well, At the start of the movie, I was like, you know what? He looks like Logan Paul. I'm going to watch this and this will be cathartic. And I'm like, you know, you know what? He gets too much offense in for me to, to want this to, <laughs> to, to, to me to project this on him so I just I cautiously I did the anti-projection the, right. the spirit came back into me from the screen it, was, yeah, it yeah. was a close one there though you know so Johnny's a bad boy and he's got bad boy attitude mm. he's got to repeat his senior year because he's he's bigger and dumber than all the other kids <laughs> Johnny you're failing math again my allegiance is to my sense that he's a fucking deadbeat he's a drifter he blew into town it's not even karate he's teaching you alright Dude, just shouting. Can you imagine Johnny when he's like fucking 50? What's he going to be doing? The, yeah, the years have whittled away. Damn it, I wish I didn't spend two years trying to fucking get my you know, GED because I was too busy fucking... <laughs> obviously in the clutches of a paedophile running that gym in Cobra Kai. <laughs> like, come on, it's so yeah, obvious. Yeah. We've basically got another Biff here, haven't we? He is. He's like, he's Biff, but he's too angry. Like, he's not mm. He's not dumb enough to be Biff, because Biff is so dumb, he becomes kind of silly. Mm. But this guy is just dangerous, and he's a little, he's just got a little bit of cunning. Much like Logan Paul, he's just not dumb enough for me to be like, ah, yeah. he's, just a, he's just a little bit too knowingly evil, you know? <laughs> like, there's, <laughs> there's pure evil in his heart, like, if you know what I mean. He can fucking fight this lad, can't he? What, Logan Paul? No. <laughs> Uh, Johnny Jerkwad, he can he can do some kicks, he can do some yeah. some beating up. He's got grown up moves, is what it basically is. Because mm. I imagine when you went to karate, they weren't teaching you the fucking roundhouse kicks and the back spin kicks and no. uh, and, and all that jazz. I was too busy hugging. <laughs> yeah, funny. I was to say it was really funny if you fought Johnny, like you know, as a kid, <laughs> and he went at you, and he's like, "Well, guys, what's going on? He's hugging me and shit." Like, it's what's the matter, mate? Yeah, Let's look at that. What to do? He would not to do with the stone cold friendship you laid before him. Now. It feels like Daniel's in this situation. He's getting beaten the fuck up. He's going to need some fighting training at some point in this movie, I reckon. Yeah, he's going to need more than the few ones of the why that he's got under his belt. Yeah, the why, more like the what was the point. Boom. um, It's rubbish. Very rubbish fighting. Yeah. Not only does he get beaten up, the radio gets beaten up as well. So literally, <laughs> the good times stop with this. Johnny fighting. beats the shit out of the concept of music, and that's it. Just does not okay. Like I was convinced he was going to do a sweeping kick on the fire, and like all the sand would go over, it, and it was like now nah, the fire's out. Like, and then they'd like sweep kick, and the ocean would just go back, and it's like all right, no, no more beach. You know, sorry. I'm going to do a little bit of my media studies. You know training here mm. there's a bit of diegetic sound here a bit of diegetic music the music is coming from the radio isn't that the theory about about theons and shit from scientology no <laughs> uh, <laughs> so the, no. you know all the nice beach music is coming is actually coming from the radio itself ah, i see is that like in the u.s office the way that the music actually comes from a real place always yeah yeah 
So ah. uh, non-diegetic would be stuff that is not actually coming from a place that you see on screen. It's not in the world of the thing. It's just background uh-huh. music. Wait, is that the case for all the music? Oh, no, I don't <laughs> I don't think like every, in every scene there's someone holding a radio. In this scene, I think the fun music is coming from the thing because they have a little back and forth, mm. Ali and Johnny, where he like turns off the radio and she turns it back on. And it's, yeah, it's, it's quite, I thought that was quite clever. Nice little bit. Very, very clever. I like that. Yeah. Tell you who's no fucking cool at all. You know, Mr. No. F- Freddy, who gets the door kicked in on him earlier. And he's like, huh. Why'd you invite this wimp? His mates are all over him. He's like, I don't know, man. He kicked down the door. He seemed pretty solid. I didn't know that he was no wimp. And then we never see that fucking kid ever again, do we? No, never again. No, uh, off he goes. Well, you just want to mess with the Cobra Kai. They're heavy. They're well known. You know, they write write about their karate in the paper. (laughs) (laughs) Right, I'll I'll say nothing but nice things about the mother after this. And I Mm. don't like to be criticizing mothers it's neither me place nor my station to do so right. but those are some bad eggs that she was making they were reprehensible eggs uh, how, what, what was she doing she was scrambling them to shit they were awful they were absolutely awful and I say this not as any random naysayer I say this as a man who has a belly full of eggs like I literally right. I had my dinner earlier and I was only having my tea tonight yeah. and when the movie came on as soon as I saw that I was like oh I've, I'm making some scrambled eggs right. and I'll do them right mm. you get fucking beat up by the Cobra Kai with shit eggs in your stomach come on <laughs> that's that's where he's going wrong it's not it the is. bad training it's the bad eggs breakfast of champions at the breakfast of chumps we eat incorrectly cooked breakfast foods come on that's her told isn't it it is yeah, yeah. and you know she only means well she's very yeah. concerned because she sees her son is wearing gla- sunglasses indoors which makes him look like a, a creep and she's like oh take those off you look like a creep well, she's like, like, ah, Whoa, Daniel you, you look too cool if you can just pop those off for a second uh, ma, maybe I take my glasses off maybe I don't <laughs> uh. ma, how about you sit down and I take my fucking glasses and I go walkie go bye bye yeah she ums and ahs and he finally takes them off and you couldn't just blame her she's she's just concerned he's got yeah. a beef eye he's got a beefy eye and yep. it's all juicy and sinewy Yuck. beef eye and it's horrible and he really shouldn't be going to school today no but off he goes with his with his sunnies on he reacts to hardship in a way that no one else would when beaten up he's like you got beaten up and then he's like at school he's trying to start fights and stuff come on man yeah again what i will say about daniel is that as well as being a good kid he's, he's also pretty smooth he's pretty good in the whole you know romance department he's very sociable i mean like yeah he's got this alley customer sewn mm. up yeah, yeah. signed sealed delivered and he's done no more than kick down a door and <laughs> you know do a bit of keepy uppy <laughs> you know usually it takes a little bit more skilled ball play than that to impress a woman on the first day but there you well, go that's but she's there doing the keepy uppy she's she's had a bit of practice and they have a nice little moment it's really sweet i think daniel's the sort of lad if when you were young and you invited him around for tea your mum and dad play he he's very nice, isn't he? He's a very polite boy. He can keep that ball up, can't he? Why can't you? He can keep a conversation up, Sam. Why can't you? Keep you up here. Keep you up here just chatting. Yeah. Can't do it. Can't do it. No, man. So, M double, M squared, the Miyagi mm. factor. He arrives to wax the faucet back on and make it work correctly. <laughs> and he notices that he's, he's learning karate from a book. And that's like literally like, you know, that ain't going to happen. You can't learn karate from a book. The same way that you can't learn guitar from a book. No. Because I got a book that said, learn to play guitar. Right. And... Did you just read it and not buy a guitar? Well, I read it cover to cover, and I ain't got no guitar skills. No. You need a guitar 
is what you need to yeah, do yeah. that, mate. You don't need a book, right? No. Yeah. And you need a you need a proper karate to be doing that, not just some book. So he goes on a fact finding mission to the local dojo because he reckons mm. he needs karate if he's going to get buff and tough to beat up those rough cuss tumors of the <coughs> Cobra Kai. And he goes in, and little would you know that the dojo itself is essentially Cobra Kai yeah. Central. It's a nest of Cobra Kai's. So this whole dojo is not how I remember dojo. Now, how uh, was your dojo? Did your dojo train in the way of the fist? No, they trained in the way of the. Um, I just, I just want to say hug, but it's, I, I, I can't really remember what happened at karate. I have no memory of it at all. I don't even remember where it was. I think it was in some kind of school-looking gym, some sort of leisure center or something. So you definitely have blotted it from your memory. I didn't have to do any shouting. I didn't go. Fear does not exist in this dojo. It obviously does. Yeah, because I'm fucking scared of you, sensei. No sensei. Strong Strike first, strike hard, no mercy. Yo, yep, oots, oots, oots. Yeah, oots. They're a great little soundboard, aren't they? I remember a while ago, you had a little app which you could assign just little noises to a keyboard. And I made all the... And then you made a little song out of it. I did some beatboxing. Yeah, I did some funky beats with it. I'm telling you, them fucking... Them Cobra Kai's. Beatbox masters is what they are. Way of the fist. More like way of the groovy jam. Yeah, it's good. He's heading back from the gym on the bike, as you do, and he's the only kid in Los Angeles who's not got, like, a dirt bike, it seems. Everyone else is just... He's a one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest. He is a (laughs) manual... A manual biker in a world of electricity and diesel engines. When he's riding his bike out of here, there's some proper 80s drums going on. The music Oh, yeah. It's a great soundtrack. I fucking love the... I think it's the reverb they put on 80s tom-toms and snares that just sounds so 80s the robotic echo the short echo weird gated gated reverb i love it so much you know what i know we've not gone all the way through the movie yet Mm. but given the soundtrack given the strong morals given Mm. the lack of anything outside of you know it is it's the standard the protagonist route and overcomes adversity it follows the 3x structure of of all these types of movies to a t Am I right in thinking this is the most 1980s movie we've watched? Like, if I got someone who'd never seen anything from the 80s before and I said, I want to show you filmmaking that shows up, this is the mainstream tropes of the 1980s. This is what was accepted how you did movies in this style. Because it feels so genuine. Yeah, I think of the ones we've seen, this is the most 80s feeling. In terms of just being like a, I don't want to say like average or anything, but like it just does all of the 80s stuff. Yeah. By the book. You've got a girlfriend who's there to be a girlfriend and nothing much else. You've yeah. got a wise mentor. You've got baddies. You know, yeah. it's... You get, they got the big book of 80s film and they just ticked off all the boxes. They're like, let's do everything. <laughs> They just didn't go back in time. It does. It works very, very well. It's very, very good. He hates it here in this stink town. I want to go back to Newark. I want to go back and meet my family. It's like Scum Robert Logie and I like, I want to eat the fucking hearts. I need to learn karate, man. I got to get these fucking scafoozers. I got to kill them as they live. 
It's really sad because up until this point, Dan's been um, a pretty positive kid, even in the face of some serious adversity. Yeah, he's been a little bit up and down, but you know, he's... yeah, but he's been pretty, pretty peppy outwardly. He knows it's important for his mam. It's genuinely quite heartbreaking to see him snap and take it out on his mum a bit. He just wants to go home. He just wants to go back to New Jersey where nothing was wrong. Yeah, where he didn't need to learn karate. No, but you know, around these parts, you know, out on the west coast, yeah. a little bit dodgy. Sunset's a bit of a different time, and you need to know karate, like, you know? Yeah. Back in Jersey, you just had a gun, you know? It was fine, <laughs> but, like... Just in Jersey, you had Polly and Tony, and all the guys would come <laughs> in, you know? We looked out for each other on the corner out there, like... And the worst thing that would happen is now and then you'd have to go home and get your shine box. But other than that, <laughs> it was grand! There was yeah. no problems at all there. There was no martial Miss- arts. No, there was just no. good times... And cold meats. Mr. Miyagi overhears the boys need to learn the ancient art of karate. I love this little bit where he comes out there and he's heard the whole thing and he kind of nods like, I know what to do now. It's just a nice little touch. Nice little touch. He's very, yeah. you know, there's no, there's no hidden agenda here. You know he's a good boy. And this is why I like a lot about this movie is that they don't feel like they force this guy down your throats. With Yoda, it's like, he's the master and you obey him and he's super wise. And it's like, but mm. he's confusing. Shut up, he's the master. They make you fall in love with this lad before he's doing anything, like, really important. Like, before he's actually taken on the role as his mentor, yeah. he fixes his bike. He mm-hmm. teaches him how to do bonsai work when the mum comes he's polite to her free of charge on the bike here's a fucking tree for you and here's a tree for you now bonsais run like 70 quid from Ikea and I know he didn't get them from there fucking hell have you ever owned a bonsai tree? No, I've always wanted to, though. I, I want love to now. Them. I really want to. You did say that you didn't think you could look after a bowl of cut flowers last week. I don't. And I'm thinking that's why we're yet to receive any flowers to cinemaswirl yeah. at gmail.com. That's cinemaswirl at gmail.com. So, I mean, changing your mind here a little bit? But Kevin, it's a tree, but it's little. I mean, anything where it's like normally big and there's a little version of it, I fucking love. All right, you know what? I'd be great with that, right? If we got, you got a bunch of bonsai trees mm. and I got a bunch. We got like nine each or whatever. And then we laid them all out on like on a grass path. And then we brought Miles the cat out and he walked right. around. He'd be fucking freaked. He'd think he got massive. <laughs> <laughs> it would be great. He'd be like, all right. <laughs> The new, uh, the new plan's working out well. I'm larger than most trees. Excellent. Oh, that would be amazing. I think he'd like that. Yeah, I think he would. I think that's how he feels. <laughs> but now he'd be able to actually, you know, literally see it. Yeah, he'd start kicking down doors then. He'd get a little bit, you know, a little bit ahead of himself. A little bit big for his britches. But yeah, tiny things are always great, aren't they? Mini versions of things. Have you got any other fave scaled down things? Right. Fucking shoe shops. When they have the grown-up trainers, the little Converse, but they're in baby size. <sighs> Fucking love that shit. That just, like... I'm not cutesy about any baby stuff, really. Apart from the little dinky versions of big shoes. Oh, really? That's very interesting. Yeah. I'm just like... Ugh! The little baby Converse. It's 
Yeah. When I worked in a shoe shop, which is the least interesting of all of my when I worked in X, Y, and Z stories, they used to sell all the baby shoes and there were people who would come in and buy them even though they didn't have babies. They would say that literally they're so cute they just wanted to have them. Which was weird because they were usually quite expensive. They used to sell baby Uggs, if you can imagine, and they were like 50 quid and they were, you know. I mean, I've seen some Ugg babies, but baby Uggs? (laughs) I know. Imagine an ugly baby wearing Uggs. Yuck. Ming it. Jesus. You know, put him back in. He's not done yet. You know, it's yeah. Ugh. So you say there were people buying those little baby shoes, even though they didn't have babies. Yeah, they, just because they were cute. So you could totally do that. I'm just saying, Sam, it's less awkward than you buying Lego. You know, All pretty right. much. It's less awkward than buying a lot of amiibos at once. You know, yeah. you can kind of get well, away with it. <laughs> All right, I'll just say that for for my boy. Might want to wear a suit when you do that. It'll make you seem more like paternal. It might work, mm. you know. Maybe come in with a pipe at the same time as well. No, just like rush in with like a briefcase and stuff. I, I, I need to get in the special shoes. I've not got much time. I've got to get back to the blah, 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 and be business boy. <laughs> I'm very bad at being a grown up. I've just realised that I have no idea what adulthood is like. Nah, adulthood rarely uses the phrase business boy. Just, business uh, boy. Just, <laughs> yeah, rarely use a businessman or a businesswoman. Yeah, often used uh, business boy. Business boy i think business boy seems to be like the title of an andrew lloyd webber musical or something that didn't make the cut in the mid 90s yeah, yeah. it's time for a halloween party and he's like oh miyagi i don't want to show my fucking face in there i don't want to get whacked by the cobra kai <laughs> and it's like well all right i'm gonna give you another gift he's very generous is mr miyagi so many gifts and he's like oh no you'll hurt my feelings if you don't do it that- Oh, good, yeah. good lads. Good lads. Uh, you didn't tell me this was uh, Spooky Swell. It's a bit early that we were recording this, but all right. Ah, a shower. <laughs> I mean, as far as costumes that hide your face goes, there are easier ones to do on fucking Halloween, mate. Just a mask, a scary mask. Or he could have done like a ninja, which would have probably helped him a lot with the whole, Yeah, you know. Would have felt more apt. Ninjas, as we all know, are the masters of karate. And that's why the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, there was no one better at karate than them. That's why they didn't even have to do the moves. All they had to do was use the weapons to like make ball bearings appear and make them all trip up. And yeah. like a bucket of paint to fall on their head and stuff. Those are the real karate masters right there. So, I don't think any of Ali's rich friends like Danny at all. Because he, she walks off to meet him. She's like, oh, wow, he's hiding away in terror. This will be fun. And then her friend's like, I don't know what's wrong with her. She must be into fungus. Oh, oh. oh that's very harsh. He's an attractive young man. Uh, yeah, no, he's, he's a, you know what? As far as he's a, he's a good kid. Treats the mother right. Yeah, you know, he's not a no-go. He's not a fungus. He's not a, fu- he's not a fungus. I'll say that about him. He may be a fun guy. Hey. <laughs> hey. But he's not a fun gus. That's the sort of thing that, that Dan would actually say, isn't it? He'd be like, I mean, they say I'm a fungus, but I, I mean, I'm a fun guy, but I, I ain't no fungus. I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, come uh, on. I'm actually, I'm fun Danny. I'm not a, I'm not fun gus. Uh, my cousin Gus uh, from Newark <laughs> maybe you might have uh, I don't know heard about him or uh, he gets egged Cobra Kai there dressed as skeletons yeah he, he gets egged by a fucking chicken always the way that's a great touch to this movie that there's just a chicken man throwing eggs and it's not of any plot significance it's just what well, I mean it is it plots so that he can have something on his face so he needs to go to the bathroom be hidden in the bathroom notice that Logan's in there <laughs> 
Oh, um, up to Johnny. no good. Rolling a jazz cigarette as well, by the looks of things. And listening to his Walkman or something. Probably listening to violent music, knowing Yes, him. probably. I don't really think I understand why he wets the bully here. It's like... <laughs> You're outnumbered, and you're in, like, literally, you're in wearing something that means you can't escape. Like, he might yeah. as well be chained to the fucking radiator here trying to make a getaway in this thing. I mean, this was before prank videos on YouTube, wasn't it? When you couldn't just say, it's a prank, bro, and get away with it. And be yeah, like, there's yeah. cameras there, there's cameras there, and it's fine. You're on camera. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> fine. That's uh, fine. No. Have you ever antagonized a bully like this no jesus no no i did once in my life once i did had you i had a really bad bully like i've had like i've had spots of bullying here and there like it's because you know at the school i went to was like all boys fucking jock boarding skills so yeah. there's a lot of like older kids beating up younger kids mm. but i went holiday in france when i was like nine i think it was and there was like this kid who was like literally 14 or 15 and he was he was it was at a holiday camp it was a horrible place and he just beating up all the kids he was like a proper Right. Nelson Muntz type and he yeah, beat yeah. the shit out of me regularly and then one day I managed to run away from him successfully and then I spotted him on the far side of this like giant playing pitch and I saw that he was there and his name his name was Billy and I just went hey Billy bitch <laughs> I screamed as loud as I could and for the two minutes like that he was still running towards me I was like this is the greatest feeling of all t-. and I was like oh no <laughs> I ran away and he beat me so goddamn bad I was coughing yeah. up blood afterwards oh jeez uh, good holiday otherwise and those two minutes I, you know the antagonizing a bully if you know you're gonna go down anyway he's gonna beat you up anyway you might as well have a bit of fun might as well make some yeah. alliteration you know it's good times hey Billy bitch hey Billy bitch <laughs> <laughs> I was just I became a character from the Sopranos here like oh you fucking gabagool you Billy, Billy bitch get your ass over oh the fucking balls on this nine year old huh yeah well done you well much like me except it was one person with the power of five mm. the five boys catch up with Johnny beat the shit out of him seven shades thereof yeah he gets fucked over by the skeleton crew aren't they fucking awful these bones these are bad bones yeah. that's what these guys are this scene in particular really made me think about the warriors again because it yeah. felt like they were a cool skeleton gang cobra kai like in their various guises in their beach wear with their yeah you know their jackets and their bandanas in their skeleton gear mm-hmm. and also in their formal cobra kai gowns all of them very much could be a gang like and also yeah. as well when they're in there they're, they're pretty much like cobra kai you're right you know they're pretty much the riffs yeah yeah and we're not too far removed from the mid to late 70s, are we? So it's, no, you know. it would have been around, I don't know, five to ten years uh, after the Warriors. But they could have they could have easily slipped in there. I would have mind yeah. seeing Cobra Kai in there. Love this. You get to see Miyagi being a total fucking badass. He lays out five children. It's so cool to see this yeah. grown man beat up these children. Just like, wham! You're, you're a child. You know, yeah. and I love that because, you know, you've got, as an adult, you actually have a duty of care for all minors and children. Yeah, so, but these kids were complete knobs, weren't they? So it's all right. Yeah, and you know you know me, if you check my Spotify, I love to rage against the machine. So <laughs> what better way to get back at the man by beating up some boys? Yeah, I think I think that's fine. I think in a court of law, you get away with that. Because you'd be like, Your Honour? Yeah. They were a bunch of fuckheads. So they had it coming, you know? Quite frankly, this is America, and I will beat up as many children as I want, <laughs> Mr. Barack Hussein Obama. <laughs> 
<laughs> and this fucking punk Danny, he's like, when he wakes up and Miyagi's looking after him. By the way, no charge for the free healthcare as well, which is an miracle in America. Mm. And then like after that, he's like, uh, oh, did you see that like really great karate guy? You see Spider Man? <laughs> what? what? <laughs> you saw Spider Man? He was at your party and he was rubbish. Mm. Could have done them karate moves. Miyagi gives him a cup of tea as well. Mm. Healing nice. tea. Do you partake of a herbal tea every now and then, Sam? No, not really. Do you even partake of any teas? Well, I've been off the caffeine, you see, so I haven't had any caffeinated tea. Not all teas are caffeinated. No, I know not all teas are caffeinated, but I, I'm not much of a hot drinks guy, really. Ah. It used to be just an English breakfast tea, and I've, I've gone off that, so... Ah. It's just not for me. How are you going to warm up when it gets cold, Sam, huh? Just do some uh, jumping jacks. Yeah. Get Put a jumper on. Oh, that's it. It's, it's, it's what you actually want to. If you feel the craving for a hot cup of tea, what you actually mm. really want is just the craving of doing jumping jacks. I don't know. What, I don't know why I said that. It just that was I the first know. thing my brain gave me. Sometimes <laughs> I really worry that, like, <laughs> I like ask my brain, "Hey, come up with something good here." Uh, jumping jacks. Here you go. That's all we've got. That's all we got in here. You're gonna have to go with it. And I was like, "All right." being recorded for a podcast but i'll say it it's what happens now you've haven't got the dlc for hot drinks i tell you what would warm me up mm. a feel-good movie like this hey there you go warm me up on a cold night a nice hot cup of karate kids <laughs> nice hot movie so he gets a little bit of a karate chatty from mr miyagi basically tell him the karate it's not about violence it's actually about last resort being violence yeah and johnny and the cobra kai the so-called cobra kai they're actually perverting the act of karate by doing this it is a perversion yeah they've been taught wrong they've been taught the wrong way around karate is here in your head and never here in your lower intestine. Hmm. What's in there is poo that has not got all the water taken out of it yet. So that's not karate. That's not karate. That's diarrhea. That yeah. is not karate. I'm glad we can distinguish between this. Well, you know two. what karate is now. You know yeah. that's where that's where it's at. Well, I know what it isn't. <laughs> I feel Sam between this. And your bit of training, mm. that you're at least a yellow belt now. I think so, yeah. yeah you I know? Think so. There's a solid gag here, where Danny's asking, like, oh, what, what's your belt? And it's like, oh, it's JC Penny. It's, uh, it's, 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 a, it's a standard standard normal belt for keeping up your trousers so your pants don't fall down. It's a normal belt. JC Penny. He's mocking the belt system. Yeah. That's pretty much sacrilege, isn't it? Well, you see... Like, in the world of karate, that is surely as much of being an insolent dog as daring not to bow before your honourable sensei. Or even plotting to kill your honourable sensei. It's not here, mate. It's not down here. Right? It's, Sam's pointing at his waist. It's it's not down in your dick. It's up in your noggin, right? Is that where it is? Or in your heart? Yeah. I can't remember. No, it was in, in there. You punch from the heart but yeah. karate is in the head from the head it's a very complicated system of organs it's the brain and the heart and the lower intestine I yeah. can only think it's to do with blood flow restriction during post digestion periods is what he's talking about maybe I think so you're talking about the hypothalamus is what you're talking about Miyagi right <laughs> Like a negative feedback loop or uh, I'm enough assuming. with your science mumbo jumbo alright yeah bloody boffin <laughs> They decide to visit the Cobra Kai dojo together. Mm. And you know that it's into proper ass-kicking season when they went from the oots to the hi, jaw, hi, jaw, hi, jaw. No, jaw had just turned up and they were just <laughs> greeting him. All, all, there was like actually 
five jazz that are in the class now and mm. we say hi to them all because we don't feel weird that they all got the same name like it'd be a bit, yeah hi ja hi ja hi ja hi ja you're all unique individual people mm. with your own feelings and thoughts and we appreciate you all individually <laughs> and collectively yeah so we see the approach the unorthodox some would even say perverse approach to training that the Cobra Kai have. Like, when you come in, I love one of the first things that you see in that gym is that the leader of the gym is like, has been in Vietnam and he's like, clearly <laughs> got some real fucking dark shit brewed underneath the surface. And he's like, You, child, fight this child. What are you doing? Weakling, finish him. Rip out his fucking soul. Yeah, it's, uh, something not on about this guy. Is there? It's not quite right about him. I think he's been playing violent video games, Sam. By the looks of things, probably he's got some serious pent up aggression that he's taking out on a room full of <laughs> children. But he's not even taking it out on them. He's making them passively take out yeah. on his behalf. Be a man like Miyagi. Just beat up the kids, like you fucking big tough guy. Yeah, cut out the middle man, dickhead. Come on. Are you afraid to beat up a child? <laughs> what a bloody billy bitch this guy is Jesus. am i right come on why you only gonna beat up a child like it would have been so much funnier if that bully was a fun grown man like, oh what's the matter you're too afraid to beat up a child you big bitch come on so he reforms everyone that mercy is for the weak and yeah. that he expects all of his students to finish their opponents thoroughly it was pretty staunch advice not yeah. one I think is going to win your competitions, really. That's the opposite of Miyagi's approach to karate, isn't it? The true approach to karate. It's a, it's a last resort. It's a defense. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty hard, obviously, if you're in a tournament to win, where it's like, oh, last resort. Like, <laughs> just <laughs> hope there's not a time limit or anything. Like, all right, now one second to go, I'll do a bit of karate, I guess. Yeah. Like, you know. So a tournament chance has been laid down. There's yeah. going to be no fighting beforehand so that the boy can train in peace. So they're going to fight at the tournament. It's a citywide tournament. It's a big one. You know, mm. back in the good old days, pre-apps, tournaments. They're going to fight. Cobra Kai, rating champion is Johnny. So he's going to be there in the main event. And mm-hmm. we're going to see if Danny has got what it takes. Yeah. Now, the, the, the old jerk karate teacher here who accepts this challenge... I think, kind of. He makes this the weirdest threat afterwards, where he's like, if you don't show up to this tournament, it's open season on this small child and also this old man. He's like, if you don't show up, all of my army of fucking turd children are going to come and beat the shit out of you. You just know that this guy's endgame is that he is either A, going to diddle all of these children, or mm. B, he is going to bring them all on an ill-fated kamikaze-style mission back to Vietnam to yeah. finish what Nixon should have finished seven years ago. Like You know that he's got child soldiers on the brain, this guy. He's treating them like they're soldiers. He's treating them like they have to have the killer instinct. He wants to go and destroy the remnants of the Viet Cong. It's Rambo 3 all over again. I realise you won't get that <laughs> Not reference. seen that film, mate. It's okay, it's fine. The training begins! Miyagi mm. literally lives on the other side of the tracks. <laughs> yep, he does. So they make a sacred pact. Do mm-hmm. you know what the sacred pact is? Uh, wax on. Wax off. Wax me car, mate, yeah? The first thing I wrote down about the training thing is that if you walk on the left of the road, you're safe. You walk on the right of the road, you're safe. Walk in the middle of the road, squished like grape. All right? And that's the same for karate. You have to be either karate yes or karate no. You can't be, I guess so, karate. Otherwise, you're squished like a fucking grape. 
that is why politics keeps moving away from centrist parties. Yeah, because uh, they're, they're always squished like grapes. Yeah, we we can't have grapes ruling the country anymore, guys. No. It's not going to work anymore. No, no. What, what was the pact, the bond? The-, the sacred pact is that he is the sensei and the, the master, so he will listen to everything he says yeah, and yeah. do everything he says. And that is why he hooks them in after that. And then it's like, all right, mate, wax my car, yeah? Yeah, um- <laughs> <laughs> Miyagi's got a fucking great scheme going here. It is. How many children have fallen for this shit? Like, <laughs> he's like, you're sitting there. It's the low hanging fruit in that fucking apartment block of broken dreams. What's this? Another broken family coming in here. Oh, yeah, I have this tree. He's got like a fucking warehouse full of them. Give you a tree or two, and all of a sudden you're fucking waxing my car. Like, I was waiting for a scene where, like, Danny's walking away and he sees another kid starting his shift. Like, just. <laughs> <laughs> You know, child soldiers is obviously the wrong way, okay? Yeah. That's karate from the, the gut. Karate from the mind is child laborers. And yeah. they work hard and they work fast and they work for free. Mm. At school, Danny's pretty much got immunity from the Cobra Kai. So he's kind of, again, he's got a little bit cocky. He's got a little bit of rope of dope in him, this boy. He's coming up with the fucking balls and the bravado and he's like, you know, popping his shirt. He's like, oh, you can't touch me, motherfucker. And they're like, yeah, well, I guess it must be. Take a worm for a walk week. That lad had that line ready to go. He had that one holstered. Yeah. Yeah. Safety off. Bang! I just he wanted... shot first right there, let me tell you, folks. The rest of the co I wanted them to all be like, what the fuck was that? Like, <laughs> what What do you mean? Oh, come on, guys. The visual of a worm with, like, what, like, with a leash on it? Come on, that's... Because he's uh, small like a worm, and she's uh, walking him, and you know that tradition where you take a worm for a walk? It's like that. It's like that classic idiom. <laughs> he says it with such haste, like, yeah, well, I guess it must be. Take a worm for a walk. It's like he's halfway through saying, I go, no. <laughs> Ah, no mercy. I can't show any weakness. I have to go. Yeah. They should be way of the fist. They should be teaching you the way of the fucking proper sentence, you <laughs> fucking idiots. You should quit those karate classes and go to some improv classes, mate. You'll get some better insults there, you know? Come yeah, on. Yeah, you should be like, oh, what is this? Take a worm for a walk week? And then the other one would be like, yes, yes and. and. <laughs> And then the Kai could have bounced off each other a bit. Yeah. He, well, you're only as good as your players, Sam. He's there on his own, high and dry, and everyone else is like, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, unseen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he gets himself a date, Mace. He's got a date with Ali. He does. Yeah. Don't be late. You got a date, Mace. She lives in the hills. Oh, big posh house. She lives uh, in pretty much like what seems like where Fresh Prince of Bel Air lives. Yeah, it's a high end community, if you know what I'm saying. Mm. And you got parents who clearly don't approve of this boy from out Reseda, California. No, more like Reseda, California. Am I right? He should recede back there more like receding hairline california am i right yeah yeah more like receding economic growth california am i right i think this is another like 80s trope isn't it the kind of kid from the the rough end of town yeah with the posh girl and the kind of clash of cultures there it's meant to be kind of like a tale of two cities kind of uh, vibe yeah the forbidden love but you know mm. ali's totally cool just her parents who are stuck up jabronis yeah it doesn't help that his mom is like hi there and it's like jump start the car and uh, <laughs> yeah. you know I'll, I'll get out and let your daughter drive for a second but they go to golf and stuff golf and stuff golf and stuff the rival branch is golf and things which is on the other side of town that's out in Reseda. uh they're very much neck and neck 
back for the golf entertainment. I love that this place has like go karts. It's got slides. It's got all it's sorts got of shit. It's got it all. But the main thing they want to go for is golf. Yeah. The rest of the stuff is just stuff. Golf, 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 golf. Also some other stuff. Yeah, like your mom embarrassing you by showing up like a fucking jabroni. <laughs> all right, it's time for training day two. Yep. All right, mate. Sammy Porch, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but you know what? Fair play to Daniel. At this point, he, he doesn't he doesn't complain. He doesn't kick off. No, he doesn't complain. I thought he'd have kicked off a lot sooner. Yeah, he does have the patience of a saint. The fact mm. that he holds on for so long, I would have been like, "What? Send the porch, but with the blast shields down, I can't do anything." <laughs> I wouldn't have been having any of it at all. No, the chopstick and the fly. Mm. This is a very famous scene. Have you ever heard of this one before? Seen it referenced anywhere? I think I have. Yeah, it's the sort of thing that gets spooked a fair bit you reckon you could catch a fly with a chopstick no i can't eat food with a fucking chopstick really i'm so bad at it i can't do it oh man you know what i used to really struggle with it and then Mm. i like i've just found out like by sheer just kind of will of keep doing it and looking at other people in restaurants doing it yeah and you just have to be way less precious about it than you think it's like how do i eat rice with this like just put the bowl to your mouth and shove it in your fucking gob that's what everyone does in china and japan it's easy you know you just got to drop some of them western inhibitions with the you know food close to the face and slurping and things like that i'll keep my western inhibitions thank you very much i don't think i could catch a fly with a chopstick i did however in boarding school see one of the students in my year a boy from nigeria very mm. privileged background he was heir to some sort of throne of sorts okay but uh, a, a mouse appeared in his room and he just picked up a steak knife and threw it and killed it in one swoop it was fucking hell that's cool incredibly impressive yeah a lot gorier than the fly and the chopstick obviously mm. but in terms of sheer skill yeah pretty cool shit nice where's the film about that guy i know right yeah never mind karate kid i want to know about knife boy <laughs> yeah knife boy knife boy heir to the throne of nigeria fucking yeah make that movie i'll watch that shit mm. so he catches the fly with a chopstick pretty much straight away he's like huh i trusted myself and i can achieve anything he's like yes you have i paint me fence mate yeah <laughs> Not long after this, after he's painting a house as well. Oh, yes, yeah, do both sides. He's like, I painted your fence. Yeah, other side, mate. Yeah. All right. He fucking does it. He does a good job. He really, he, he does a lot of work here. I wonder what his mum thinks of him just being out of the house all the time doing chores for the old man. I don't know. As long as, you know, she's kept good in bonsai trees and free bike repair, yeah, why would you right. complain? You know, she's doing okay for herself. I feel like given that he's the maintenance guy, he's getting someone else to do all of his maintenance of everything. Well, if it's his job, Sam, to be... You don't take your work home with you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you get a boy to do it. Because I'm a wrestling podcaster, so I spend so much time watching wrestling, and then when it's my time off, I'm like, oh, watching wrestling, this is not, you know, this is taking my work home with me, kind of. Right. Yeah. I get a child to watch the rest and for me now, and I just say, yeah. "Yeah, fucking watch loads of raw, do that." And then afterwards, when the complaining starts to happen, that's when you do the big reveal because, mm. of course, all of the bits he was doing—the painting and the sanding and all of that jazz—actually secret karate moves. Yes, very sneaky. He taught him sneakily. Have you ever been taught anything sneakily? No. <laughs> or if I have, I did not realise. 
I told you you should have cleaned the porch of that fucking sensei of yours. It just... Uh, you missed out. You missed out the opportunity. It's there for you to take. How long was Mr. Miyagi going to keep this ruse going before Daniel called bullshit? Because he only explained it because he was like, this is literally... He literally was like, this is bullshit. I'm leaving. He's like, all right, let me explain. If he hadn't have said that, if he'd have just patiently done it, I think Mr. Miyagi would have just let this go on for weeks and weeks and weeks. I think it would have continued to go Beyond on. the tournament. <laughs> I think it would have continued to go on, but because he would be learning more and more advanced moves, the chores would become more and more obscure. So he'd be like, mm. oh, you finished doing my porch. All right, mate, can you uh, crane kick all of my laundry, please? <laughs> yeah, all right, mate, boat bags, yeah? Don't don't be making a fuss about it. Would you, he's meant to have broken down three weeks ago at this stage. I've got an extension and a new veranda. I don't know what else he can do. So he's, he's got to sort of level one of karate here. He can do the defending. He can do the oots and the bussai. Ja, hi. Miyagi does a bit of punching and kicking and he manages to defend it. Oh, he did his healy hands as well. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. Uh, there you go. What are you Some doing? Straight. Why are you touching me? Oh, it's fine. Shh. I feel better. It's just like the movies. <laughs> My hand will heal your knees. <laughs> So level two of karate training involves Mr. Miyagi sending Daniel out to, I think, kick the sea? Yeah, he just goes, go in the ocean and learn balance. Go and fucking kick the sea, mate. See if that helps you. I'll just be over here having a nice day on the beach. Danny, yeah, can you get me an ice cream sandwich? And then can you piss in the wind and learn (laughs) form? You know? Come on, it's a fucking ruse this is. It's a rubes game is what it is. Yeah. I'll tell you though, from a distance, Miyagi, great stump work. Absolutely fantastic stump work. You know what I think whenever I see any kind of stump like that? Butt stump from Mario, is it? Yes, yes. I want to watch it down. I want to do (laughs) butt stump and make coins come out of it. It would be good if you could do that and Mario could just do some Tai Chi and shit instead. Like... (laughs) If you leave him standing there for long enough, it's like waiting animation. It's just him doing that. That'd be cool. <laughs> Meanwhile, at the country club, Ali's parents disapprove. Reseda, California, a third world country as far as we are concerned at the club. Bloody Protestants in their club. So she has arranged with Dan for him to meet her after the country club do. Yeah. So he's waiting outside. It's getting a bit late. She's been dancing with her dad for a bit. For some reason, Johnny's there, because I guess he's a posho as well. All the Cobra Kai seem to be privileged poshos. Yeah, like. yeah. She doesn't want to dance with him, but he's like, can we just finish the dance? And she's like, all right. I don't know how that works, but fine. Dance etiquette. He's he's manipulating the rules of dance. He yeah. disrespects the rules of karate. No wonder he'll disrespect the rules of ballroom dancing, for fuck's sake. Yeah, well, his, the dance classes that he goes to, he has to... T- <laughs> Get shouted at, and I was going, Yes, teacher. This is the way of the soft shoe. <laughs> tapper, tapper, tapper. <laughs> yes, tap, teacher. Tap, 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 tap. <laughs> so Danny's outside. He pops in because it's getting a bit late it, via the restaurant, via the fucking kitchen. Has a little peer through into the ballroom, and Johnny catches his eye. And so to piss off Danny, he, he sneaks a kiss, doesn't he? Well, he forces he he forces a kiss. He forces himself upon her. Yeah. And then Danny catches wind from the kitchen. And as soon as Danny's like, what's going on? All this pischetti <laughs> falls all over him. And we he's don't we- see the spaghetti, you know, the spaghetti accident. Spaghetti incident. <laughs> He becomes a, a very red boy. And, and what I love most is that this entire country club full of adults, they see this, bo- this boy <laughs> who's had hot food scald him and like loads of glassware and fucking silverware falling. Like, ah! 
children, come fetch Mama. A child has fallen and lost his sense of purpose. This is one of those kind of 80s and movies in general tropes where there's the one person seeing something from their point of view, mm. maybe from a, in a sneaky situation, and misinterpreting. A look, and misinterpreting the whole thing, getting the wrong end of the stick. That's what happens here. He doesn't see the full situation. Honestly, I kind of hate this, because like Ali's very much a one now character, and I mean, like you know, as, uh, I would say all the negatives come with this being you know a movie of the 80s mm. to the extreme, in that she's such a one now character, and this is literally here, and this only happens, so it's like, oh, there was a misunderstanding there, oh okay and then they kiss like it's so bogus it serves ultimately nothing this i really think it was just absolutely out of the blue well we we did a bit of drama here because things are going so well because he's such a smooth operator and she's so nice he just has one little thing later on where he kind of kicks off a little bit yeah he's a little bit fussy with her even then it's not that bad no and her friend explains and then it's fine so we cut to what i consider to be the greatest scene in the movie and would Hmm. you believe this scene was actually very close to being cut the directors thought this made the movie drag and that it was unnecessary it's see where mr miyagi gets drunk as a skunk He's getting pissed, yeah. Oh, man, this is so powerful. Do you know that Pat Morita, he played Mr. Miyagi, he was actually nominated for an Academy Award for this movie. Ah, and nice. most people reckon it's because of this scene, which, when you think about it, this movie is, I don't even think it's PG, this movie is G. This is, like, family-friendly as it gets. Yeah. A drunk-as-a-skunk Miyagi, who's wearing his World War II uniform, regales the most fucking heartbreaking tale ever about how he has a wife who he brought to the country with him. He left his home in Okinawa to come and live in America she was pregnant they got held at a Japanese internment camp which I don't know if you know after Pearl Harbor basically if you looked Japanese remotely you got put in essentially a work camp or whatever Mm. and kept as prisoners of war it was horrible it's a real dark patch of American history in recent years and yeah he actually joins the U.S. Army gets a Medal of Valor in the result. He's like a proper war hero. You know, he fights for, you know, the other side, essentially. And his wife and baby child die in the American-Japanese internment camp while he's still fighting for the fucking American army yeah. it's so sad and you would imagine that he would hate everyone in America and this is these very idealized things that no he's such a nice bloke that he's just there giving trees and cars to all these fucking kids who come into his life what a nice dude it's a very strange kind of change of gear to the oh, story it's here so isn't it sad. it's very sad it's very well acted by, by by both actors in this scene oh yeah Danny's fabulous in this he's yeah. not like you know kind of hey we got problems of my own Mr. Miyagi I got spaghetti <laughs> sauce all over my my fun new jeans. <laughs> no, it's yeah, it's it's bleak. It's very very sad. When it, the scene first started, and he was getting pissed, and he was giving Danny some drink as well. I was like, oh, this is this is not great. This is a bit weird. And I was like, oh no, this is like fully sad. This is just a sad scene. He's just sharing something about himself and honestly upon rewatching this because i know this is i don't want to say like formulaic like it's a bad thing but it is it's kind of it it is the quintessential 80s movie and i thought that would make me think that the movie is a little bit fluffy or a little bit lightweight but god damn it if hasn't got this solid core of emotion and heart and it's this scene i think if it didn't have that scene you think okay this is pretty little light generic yeah like there's not enough teeth or not enough actual emotion because other than that it's like yeah and also his girlfriend he mistook his girlfriend kissing someone now this kind of fits in with the whole thing where he says that he he hates fighting he doesn't like fighting fighting is a last resort for him when you learn about his army past you're like oh geez okay i kind of 
I get that. A lot of killing he had to do. Like, you get the Medal of Valor like he did for killing a whole lot of Germans. Yeah. And that's what he did. That to him, this isn't about aggression. This isn't about offense and, you yeah. know, hurting people. I love how after this emotional scene, just miraculously, Danny is just amazing at karate. He's like, dude, the ocean karate, the bow karate, yeah, he's, the he's stump karate, the three tenants of karate. He's done them all. Ocean, bow, and stump. He's a hmm. master this now. And he learns how to do whole body punches as well, you know? So to punch, put all of his power in there, you know? This shot of the uh, of the punch training is really nice. This kind of slow... Is it sunset? Yeah. And there's this very slow kind of crane shot drawing back. It's, it's really nice. And I like as well that when he's bopping Miyagi and he's like, you talk too much, you're being cocky. And he, like, he uses this cool leg trip to get him down. I like that Danny uses that move later on when he is also yeah. in a jam. Very, very cool. Mm. To cap off him being the nicest guy ever I don't know what it is because anytime there's somebody who's like super nice in this I always find them really creepy in movies like I've taken an interest to this young boy but oh if I didn't find my heart swell up with love and pride when I saw Mr. Miyagi doing him a nice birthday like he even forgets to go and see his mom on his birthday (laughs) whoops there must be something in here and I don't want to oversimplify this but the fact that Danny's dad we never see nope and we know that Mr. Miyagi lost his son Mm. and so there's something there in that they both i think they're missing something like they kind of complete each other almost yeah and it's very sweet oh it's so oh also he gets a free car as well yeah yeah fucking hell this is a great birthday for for danny that cake looked great it does nice cake good frosting good teal frosting yeah a sentimental ghee from mrs miyagi oh yeah and it's got a picture of his tree on it as well which is great yeah i shouldn't say mrs miyagi's ghee should i because that'll (laughs) for fuck's sake sam but that's what he gets he does he, I he really does. hope I was right with that and I've just not been wrong this entire time like, no it's not called that at all he's been saying the wrong words like mm. a couple of pillocks for silly fanny jokes and he gets a car he gets to pick a car great I was like oh that's very generous I'm like actually you know if you work out all the work he's done for you and the cost of that labour it's pretty much Probably a car's right. worth it's a car and two bonsai trees and one bike repairs worth the cake yeah. was a genuine gesture of and so was the geek <laughs> Yeah, it's a fucking huge car, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's fucking too much car for him. It's he looks it tiny in that car. It's so it's funny. very funny. And yeah, he just uses his car to go and meet with Ali in this pointless scene where it's like, oh, I don't respect you. And she's like, no, I wasn't kissing him. Oh, okay. Do you want to kiss Big me? Kiss. Yeah, all right. It's yeah. the tournament and he's got his girl on the side. The Cobra Kai's uniforms are very beautiful. They are. When you said earlier about the, what was it, diegetic music? Yes. I was kind of hoping that when the best plays in this, that was diegetic. Like there's just a band in the corner uh. going, you're the best. Nothing <laughs> 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 again. We're trying to do karate. Stop. I thought I hit him. It was a snare drum. Stop it. Okay. <laughs> I need to focus. This whole tournament competition sequence, it's, it's really fun. Oh, it's I, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Some of the kids look like they're fucking 45. Like, they got a wife and kids, <laughs> these kids. Like, you know, seriously. Johnny's vicious as well. They're doing these kick-ass moves. I love, like, the fight choreography in this. Like, right. it's up there with Rocky, where it's, like, totally properly impactful. And it looks really great. The camera cuts. It does l- quick replays. I love it. I really like the action, the way it's filmed in this. It really makes yeah. it sing. It comes to life. The boss man tells one of the Cobra Kai to put Danny out of commission. Because Danny's kicking ass left right and center he's on a beeline straight towards that final he's working his way up the tournament racket i love it i fucking love taking the name off the thing and moving it further yeah. up the rankings it's the That's best so great i don't i can't 
think of any films where I've seen that. I've seen that in The Simpsons, in the one where Homer does boxing. Yeah, yeah. And you take the thing out and you put it on the thing. And I assume that's a tribute to various films where that's been done. And the fact that you used to have to do that in these kind of competitions. But I don't, I've not seen it. And it's just, it's nice. If you and I ever It would do, all be on an app now, wouldn't it? It would be. But if you yeah. and I ever did a tournament... <laughs> Yeah. We'd have to make it be that you've got the physical bits to put into the bracket. Well, when we go to the podcast championships, that's what yeah. we'll do. We'll, yeah. I think so. Yeah. A 24-hour podcasting marathon is what we have to do, you know, to prove that we are the best around. Nothing's ever going to bring us down. They go for his leg, his precious, sweet leg. And, like, he intensely, it's so wrestling, this. He's like, you get yourself intensely disqualified so that in the main event, the champ, Johnny, can take advantage of his go over. leg. And then, like, you know, here comes Danny in the main event. How much gas has he got left in the tank, folks? The, the leg has got to be bothering him. <laughs> when you take the wheel out from underneath a competitor like this, there is not a lot of give. He becomes a one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest. He, he literally does. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, he's all sore and he's rubbish. And then what happens is the guy from Alien Ant Farm comes in and he just goes, Do you remember Tony Ox 3? Yeah. I know. Django Fett. What a secret character, am I right? Yeah. I, and I heals him. And just like the movies, he goes out with, with new knees. <laughs> <laughs> so we we don't touch on the fact that like what the fuck can Miyagi do? How is he magic? He's just got the healing touch. He's just a magic man. He just the uh, you know this bitch there. It's just the heat in it. It's just hot hands. It's like it when Gary used to rub the spoon to bend it. You know, that's that's all it is. It's just heat. Yeah, that's what it is. It's it's yeah. not actually healing hands. It's just a massive con. It's just hot hands. It's a massive, massive con. He actually yeah. just takes the boy and he rolls his knee underneath the chair and then he takes it out and that's how he breaks it off. It's a total fucking con. Also, sweet moment here. Danny corrects the announcer who says Miyagi. Oh, I love that. That's so sweet. Because he's been getting it wrong the whole time. Yeah, and you know what? I like Miyagi that he all, when people say his shit wrong, he yeah. never goes like, what the fuck? Say it right. He just, no, he just says, corrects them. Yeah. And that's what I do every single time. I've tried to never, I don't think I have ever lost my cool about my people always saying my name wrong in this country. I just correct them every single time, knowing full well they will never commit to memory Kevin Mahone for fuck's sake when you call me that it makes me sound like Kevin Malone from the What's fucking the office What's the one you've had how badly can people butcher your name Kevin Mahoney Kevin Mahoney <laughs> Kevin Mahoon Kevin Mahon <laughs> Kevin they McMahon said Mahoon. they have said Mahoon Mahoon what the fuck is that <laughs> Mahoon sounds like a quaint village in Zelda or something oh. like that it's rubbish don't call Kevin me that Mahoon. it's Mahon Ma is yeah, in mahogany, man. Han is in Honda Civic. Get it right, you English idiots. Yeah, I struggled it's... with it for a, a bit. but I, Scotland. You know, I think I got it now. You got it now, yeah. yeah. I berated you, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but actually, that's what I was thinking. I've never berated anyone. They're like, actually, I probably have done Sam and Billy. I've probably yeah. berated <laughs> In Scotland... It was McMahon. That's what they call me. Always McMahon. So to get it right, they go, McMahon. I go, no, Mahon. They go, all right, okay, Kevin McMahon. No, like, they wanted... And I was like, you know what? That's pretty cool because it makes you sound like I'm a wrestling boss. So yeah. I'll take it. Like, I'll take it. There's no chance in hell you're going to refuse that kind of Absolutely thing. Absolutely not. Yeah. I'm all about that shit. Mm. Danny's leg is right. And Danny's gonna fight. Tonight. <laughs> he wins the first round. Yeah. And that's when we get the famous line. You should sweep the legs so you should. Oh, you I should. thought it was someone in the crowd shouting, Johnny, you're a cream puff. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> a cream puff. I watched this with the subtitles on. Yeah. Just to make sure I caught everything. And just, Johnny, you're a cream puff. I don't know who was shouting that, but I love that they did. One person in the crowd is a true believer that Johnny is, is a, a cream, cream puff. puff. <laughs> I, you know? Is it just me or do the points of the karate competition seem very random? It's like, oh, he kicked you in the shin. That's points, two mate. points. And it's like, he took you to the ground, punched you repeatedly in the heart, and then kicked you in the face. Uh, one, one point. point. Uh, what the fuck? Yeah, it doesn't quite... Add Where up. are my points? Yeah. but what, So what is sweeping the leg? Sweeping the leg is to literally to use your foot or your leg yeah. to kick out their legs from underneath them. It's to remove their basically their footing. It's it's illegal because so it's illegal. It's meant to... You can... It's not illegal in the sense that if you do, you'll be disqualified. If you do mm. it, you can get a penalty point for it. And he does get penalty points. I think that's what happens. Right. And then he's like on one leg and he does the crane kick. Yeah. One foot. Yeah, baby. And that manages to win him. It's I think the crane kick in karate is like the bullseye. You hit it here and you win the you win the darts. As we all know yeah. in darts, when you hit the bullseye, the dart board just goes <laughs> Game's boom, over. Boom, explodes, <laughs> puff blast, you yep. win a point. And same with a crane kick here. Now, a couple of things about this ending. Oh, I love it. I, I do love it. One thing the music didn't quite work for me. Mm-hmm. The music sounds like it's building up to a uh, climax. Yeah. And then when he does the kick and he wins, it doesn't quite tip over into like... Like, well, that's... Um, it's Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't... I don't know. I don't Good get job, the Daniel sense of celebration. Son, but your real challenge is lying right ahead. <laughs> <laughs> But a thing that I do love is that the film ends. He's getting picked up. He's like, hey, everyone knows Danny. Yeah. We get, I think Johnny says, like, you're okay. <laughs> or something. Yeah, you're all right. You're all right. He's got the championship. He looks over at Mr. Miyagi, says, we did it. Mr. Miyagi smiles. End of film. Done. I like ending at the height of the, like, yeah. you know, that's like in Rocky, you end at the height of the emotion. Yeah. I feel like maybe more modern films would have a little bit of, like, let's see what his life is like now. That yeah, that, that's it. You never get that in modern movies now. I was really no. thinking about this when we were watching it. It's like, because I was thinking about Rocky, and I was thinking about, like, kind of classic sports movies and stuff like that, yeah. that always seem to end on the thrill of, and we did it! And it's like, yes, that's it. Wow, Credit. you're on a total yeah. high. But every other movie now, it feels like you have to have the. Uh, then next week, it's like. A little coda. Yeah, yeah, a little. You have to have a cool down. I don't yeah. think they want you leaving the movies, like, too excited. I genuinely feel that with movies when I when I see them. I'm like. Because I like to have a sense of when. How far through something I am and when it's going to end. And when something like that happens, I think, right, this. He's just won the thing. I've got another five or ten minutes of, like, post winning the thing, and then we're yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. But it didn't have that. We're just like, done. And I like that. I like that. I think it's efficient and it works. And you go out on a high. It's like stand-up, you know? You close on your best bit. It's like, you know, the the audience is happy. The audience is feeling great. You're done. You cut. You get the fuck out of there. Because that's what the movie is about. It's about, like, him reaching that point. And, like, yeah. yes, would it be nice for him to, like, go meet his mom and her to tell him how proud she is? Of course. Or Miyagi to be like, yes, you did it. And then the boys to be like, oh, man, the Cobra Kai sure sucks. You don't need it. It doesn't matter. Because it's, nah. about, it's about Danny's journey to becoming from a karate boy to a karate kid to a karate man. Karate man. This summer. Only on Fox. 
Sam, we've had a lot of chat, a lot of talk, a lot of fun, and a lot of wisdom. What have you thought of Karate Kids? For me, as I previously mentioned, I was very interested to know what I thought about this. Yeah. Uh, I do think it's held up. I honestly think this is yeah, a yeah. solid, fun, warm movie that I had nothing objectionable read to say about other than the usual, you know, one-note female character, yada yada. Yeah. But other than that, I really enjoyed it. But how was Karate Kid for you? Was it the replacement for a hot drink or was it a dreaded bus replacement rail service? No, it was good. I, I had a good time. I feel good watching it. I felt good after it. There was a real... The thing we've talked about is that it's a bit by the numbers yeah. a little bit which is but it's fine because that's you know that's what you're going to get and you get it you get what you want i feel like this I is know, movie it's like a it's like a ham and cheese sandwich you know <laughs> yeah it's it's very enjoyable it, it's lovely it's not pretending to be anything that it isn't and I, I'm not sure what my point is with this ham and cheese sandwich thing. But it's a good film. Fills you up. You feel good. Yeah. There's not necessarily anything super special about it. Do you think it's not spectacular? Is that what you're kind of coming at here? That's not maybe just kind really. of... really. It's, it's very goodness or it's very... It's the fact that it's very solid and very like, you know, hits its marks, hits its beats. Never really surprises you in this movie other than the scene with Miyagi being drunk and shit, which they wanted to cut. So... <laughs> Yeah, that scene, as well as the kid who played Danny in this, was was pretty great. And his his character in general was a bit of a surprise. He was a bit more... Just his personality was not quite what I've seen in other films from child actors. And he was, he was good. Like, he was... He was honestly, really yeah. I think, in terms of... When you look at child actors that we've seen in all these different movies, mm. Ralph Macchio, like, who plays Danny in this, he's pretty much, I think, he has to be one of the best. If not, like, the kids from Stand By Me, they're, they're younger, so I guess they kind of yeah, get yeah. that special... But, you know, in terms of, you know, they had lots of kids to bounce off of and whatnot. This is mm. one kid on his own working, you know, most of his scenes with an elderly man from Okinawa. It's yeah. not necessarily the usual situation kids in movies are in. And I thought he does a fucking fabulous job. And as much as I love Mr. Miyagi in this, I actually this time probably came away with more of an appreciation for young Danny. I'll tell you what, though. This movie, I think, is literally designed for dads to fall asleep in. Because you could fall asleep, wake up and kind of mm. go, oh, he's training. Has he gotten a bit better? Yes. Yeah. You know? Um, how many sequels... You, you mentioned there were sequels to this. Oh, there are. Would you be interested right. to watch them? Are they shit? Uh, none of them are as good as this. Okay. I, you know, it, that, that's the reality of it. Like, no one come close to this. Th- but they still got same Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. Yeah, he's in them. Is Danny in any of them? I honestly haven't seen all... I don't think I've, okay. I've seen one, I think. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I know that they do get... One or two of them are co- comedically bad... And it was right. kind of sad because, you know, he went from being, you know, nominated for an Oscar to kind of like obviously doing these Karate Kid movies because it became a bit of an easy money spinner. Like, they just put them out, like, you know. Right, fair enough. Because karate, like, this this started the karate mania in in America. So it's yeah. kind of easy to see, like, obviously it was a big movie. It was a massive success. It started the precedent for karate being a thing we pitch to kids and families and it's a fun thing that boys love or whatever. So yeah, it makes sense that they did a cash-in. I don't blame them for doing cash-ins. In the same way they no. did loads of cash-ins on Jaws. You made the fucking, you made the genre on scary fish movies. You can make as many as you like. Earn your money. You've earned You've earned the right to make shit movies as far as I'm concerned. I, I really don't feel like I need to see any more of this. I think I've seen, you know, I need to see. Yeah. Might yeah. be if we ever do a weird sequel swirl, it might be worth popping it in there at some point. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I don't think it's strictly necessary viewing. I've got one more thing. This was a Wikipedia after the film situation. Okay. The Alien Ant Farm music video. 
is actually the guy. Oh shit, is it? Because I know he died. Yeah. No, he died in like 2005, I think. Yeah. So this and is that would have been pretty. I mean, two or three years before that. <laughs> it's weird to think that 2005 was so past Alien Art Farm's peak, but it really was. <laughs> yeah, it was. We're talking three years past at that point. So there you it, go. It was him. Yeah, I've actually seen Mr. Miyagi before this film. Wow, how about I didn't that? realize. I'm sure he was absolutely thrilled to do that <laughs> with the guys. <laughs> and just like the movies. We'll make some money. <laughs> we've had some chats here. We've mm. discussed the movie. We've seen what you thought about it. If you were, for this movie that you seem to have enjoyed but seem short of lauding, what Star Wipe rating would you give the old Karate Kids? Now, this is tough because I I liked it and had a very good time, but I feel that it's just like a good time. It's not a great time. It's... Do you want to watch it again? Do you want to watch it again ever? Like, would you reckon you'd ever turn to Papa Chapin and be like, do you want to fall asleep intermittently after a roast dinner? Because I've got the movie for you. Not really, but I wouldn't mind watching it again. I wouldn't, but I wouldn't willingly put it on. Christmas time. If it's on, if it's on, I'll watch it. Ah. I wouldn't put it on. Good Christmas flick. Yeah. It was fun. I had a fun time. I thought it was very good, but I still feel like it's probably slap bang down the middle. Three star wipes. Wow. Three star wipes. You heard it here first. Hello, thanks for listening to another episode of Cinema Swirl. This episode was produced by Kevin, it was edited by me, Sam, and the music was also by me. Remember you can like us over on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cinemaswirl. You can follow us on Twitter, that's at cinemaswirl. And if you've got any questions, queries, comments, or other stuff, you can send it on over to cinemaswirl at gmail.com. That's cinemaswirl at gmail.com. Remember, if you haven't already, to subscribe on iTunes or whichever podcast thing you use. And if you like the show, leave a review. And if you want to help us out, recommend us to a friend. Until next time, thanks for listening. Bye.